we have the the clip from the low post of uh, Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst talking about because Zach Lowe's been on this for a while that Kawhi to the Raptors is a real thing. Let's take a little uh, little listen to the low post. Give me okay, one team. Go ahead. Uh, Toronto Raptors. Um, I think they're in the driver's seat for Kawhi because I think the Lakers have given up. The Sixers have given up. And with the Nets, Bulls, and Hawks spending their cap space, it makes it harder to assemble uh, a, a, a multi-team trade. I think the Raptors are in the driver's seat. And I want to know what would your offer be if you were Masai? Uh, we probably don't have time to get into it. I will say this: um, I guess I, I, I guess I would offer DeRozan, Siakam, and at least one first round pick. And I, and I will say I've seen a lot of snark on Twitter that the Raptors stuff is a joke, that the odds went up because of something I said on my podcast and you said on TV. Uh, I've seen it being dismissed. It may not happen. Most NBA trades don't happen. But if you think there, if you think it's a joke you should probably recalibrate your expectations. And with that, Brian Windhorst, it's always a pleasure. Uh, thank um, you, Zach. OG Ananobi has got to be in the deal. OG Ananobi does have to be in the deal if you're San Antonio. Josh Lewenberg, TSN 1050's Raptors reporter, joins us on the line. Uh, Josh, are you with me? The Low Post podcast, if you're an NBA fan, is an absolute must-listen, yes? Oh, it's great. And I don't uh, care a lick about the Bulls, but I was listening to first uh, three quarters of that was about Chicago, and I listened to the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's yeah. great stuff. Nick, Fr- Nick Friedel, right? I, I, yeah. I can't get enough Larry Markin and talk because, man, I loved him in Arizona. And, yeah, the first, what he was the earliest rookie to hit 100 threes in the NBA. Let's watching seven-foot Finnish guys do stuff is, is fantastic. What do you? I have a particular reason why I am certain Kawhi Leonard would love living in Toronto. What What do you think? What's your impression? You You heard what uh, You heard what Brian Windhorst said. What's your impression of Toronto and getting Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, well, I think what makes the Raptors a really interesting suitor in this mix is they're probably the only team that could conceivably offer San Antonio an established. All-Star. Now, that doesn't do the Spurs any good if they decide to rebuild. If they do decide to rebuild, I think the Raptors don't have a chance, right? Because other teams can probably offer better prospects and better picks. But if they do want to remain competitive, and it does seem like they want to remain competitive. I mean, they were a playoff team last year without Kawhi. Uh, Pop probably has a couple of years left before he... Uh, Retires and they still have LaMarcus Aldridge. So they could still be a good team, a playoff team in the Western Conference. If that's their motivation, the Raptors have DeMar DeRozan that they could and probably would have to offer. And that's why I say any deal between the Raptors and the Spurs would almost have to include DeRozan, right? I mean, yeah. you've got Lowry. Or Lowry, or, but who, who no, wants I mean, Lowry at that money? Right, and the Spurs certainly didn't want Lowry at that money or even less last year. They showed no interest in Lowry on the open market as a free agent last summer, and that was despite Lowry's admitted interest in them. Uh, Now he's a year older and attached to a $30 million a year price tag, so I I can't imagine that their stance on Lowry has changed. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas isn't enough 
to center a deal around. Remember, this is a guy that had no value that the Raptors couldn't give away last summer. And while I'm sure his value is a little bit higher this summer, let's face it, you're not going to, the Spurs aren't trading for a package that centers around Jonas Valanciunas. And for those asking about Serge Ibaka, he's got less than zero trade value right now. The Raptors would have to attach a draft pick in order to get anyone to even take his salary. So yeah. you have to let and, that flame burn out on its own. It just it's got to go. It's yeah. right. Let and me you would, so, so you need one of those four guys to even make the salary work and DeRozan's the only guy that makes sense. So any deal would have to start with DeMar DeRozan. So Zach proposed DeMar Siakam uh, and at least one first round pick. I'm not sure that's enough, but I, I want you to to do this exercise with me. Uh, I want you to uh, in a trade from the Raptors, I want you to rank the attractiveness of these potential prospects. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, DeLon Wright, Jakob Pertl, and I know he can't be dealt till January, but Fred Van Vliet. Which of those, from, from say, one to five, is most attractive to the Spurs, do you think? One, without question, OG Ananobi. Two, without question, Pascal Siakam. And then after that, you can probably argue the other three I mean, if, if we're including Van Vliet, maybe it's Fred, just based on how valuable he was last year. DeLon would be up there as well, I would think, uh, but his situation a, a little bit different because he's entering the final year of his contract, so at some point, very soon, somebody is going to have to pay him. Uh, and then probably Jakob Pertl. Um, it, it, it's interesting because we've agreed so far, I think, on one thing. DeMar DeRozan would almost have to be included. After that, things get very complicated because, let's face it, the Spurs aren't trading Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan. There would have to be quite a bit of other things included to sweeten this package and make it interesting for the Spurs, and I think that's where things get challenging. That's where most trades get challenging, obviously, is finding a price that works for both sides, but it's especially difficult, I think, in this case, given how many red flags there are around Kawhi and essentially how much uncertainty is surrounding the player with his health and with his contract situation. So for the Spurs, going back to your original question, and what would they ask for? I mean, I really think they're asking for the kitchen sink here. I think they're asking for DeMar. I think they're asking for OG. I think they're probably also asking for Siakam and probably a couple of picks, and that obviously is ridiculous. So if I'm the Raptors, I would probably be okay with something in the neighborhood of DeRozan, DeLon, Jakob Pertl, and one pick. I think the two sticking points probably are OG Ananobi. The Spurs want them. The Raptors want to keep them. And maybe that's something that's holding things back here. And another thing I'll mention is picks. The Spurs probably want multiple picks, and if you're the Raptors, you're, you're probably cool with giving up your 2019 pick. The Raptors are going to be good this year anyways. Anything after that is super risky because yes. most of their contracts come off the book, books in the summer of 2020. Uh, Kawhi could actually leave a year o- earlier if you trade for him. So those might be very valuable picks. Anything after 2019 pick-wise, the Raptors give up would have to be heavily protected or they're setting themselves up for what could be a, a, a huge letdown with one of those situations where you've got a really good pick owed to somebody at a time in which you're rebuilding and desperately need it. Brooklyn Nets, anybody? Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they absorb all the bad contracts, right? They're, Sean Marks is killing it in Brooklyn, getting, gr- getting great players and bad contracts because, hey, we're going to stink for a while. 
but eventually we're going to explode. Josh Lewenberg, our Raptors reporter, I think Toronto is perfect for Kawhi Leonard. Evaluate my theory toward this, if you would, please. Use all your expertise. You've seen the Raptors all season long. You've seen them for multiple seasons. You know their perception in the NBA and in North America. I think Kawhi to Toronto is perfect for this reason. Because ESPN does not care about the Toronto Raptors, and Kawhi Leonard does not care one bit about publicity. He doesn't talk to the media. His Jordan brand shoe, they're like, can you do some PR? He doesn't even answer the question. He doesn't pick up the phone. He does not talk to anybody. He likes being by himself, I guess. He likes not not speaking he likes being he likes just you know going about his business being a superstar player and not doing any of this off the court stuff that you know makes clay such a dynamo in china and i think in toronto you could you could hide from the nba world in toronto to me perfect fit for that reason evaluate that theory josh lundberg it's a very good point and one i haven't thought of and maybe he is a guy that could come here and, and wouldn't really care about the fact that the American media doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to the Raptors most of the time. In fact, uh, that's the reason why I thought he was a perfect fit in San Antonio for so many years. And maybe one of the reasons why I, I was so surprised when things started to go south there. But let's, let's face it, from a basketball perspective, Kawhi fits, if healthy, on 30 teams in the NBA. And he's one of the few guys that I can say that about. Because for, for most players, yeah, I mean, it comes down to fit and opportunity and all of that. Kawhi is a legitimate superstar. He's a top five talent in the NBA when he's healthy. And the Raptors have never had a top five player in the NBA. They, even during his peak, was not a top five player in the NBA. So this would be huge. This would be big for them. Um, and again, if healthy, I keep saying it because it's a big yeah, if. Yeah, 100%. But he's, a, he's a guy that... Oh. He's a game changer. He he moves the needle in a way that DeMar DeRozan, and I, I think the world of DeMar DeRozan as a player and what he's turned himself into, it, it's, it's night and day. DeRozan is an elite offensive player. He might be one of the worst defensive players in the NBA, whereas Kawhi might be the best two-way player in the NBA, a guy just as valuable as DeRozan offensively, yeah. if for no other reason than because he's added the three ball. And defensively, there aren't, many, if any, wings in the NBA that can oh, do what Kawhi does defensively. As Zach Lowe said on a previous podcast, he might end his career as the best defensive wing player ever. Yep. And when you think of that, it's it's amazing. Josh, I can't wait to see where this goes. Whatever whatever you have, whatever whatever you can do to get me Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors, uh, I, I got nothing but hugs and love. Whatever you can do, man. I'll do what I can. Thanks, DT. Josh Lundberg, very much appreciated. Our TSN 1050 Raptors reporter 